Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I am producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody and Don Show, and we have had a quite the weekend over at the Brandon household. Uh, we had hosted a pussy party. It's not exactly what you think it sounds like, but it almost is. I mean, there was pussy. There was plenty of pussy to go around. And uh, good times were had by all. Uh, Mrs. Brandon, Haley, you actually uh, turned 35, the ripe old age of 35 last week. I guess that makes me officially middle-aged. <laughs> I don't know. Does it? Yeah. It was I'm, the official middle age. I'm closer to retirement than I was before. That's true. Every year we get a little bit closer to... Yeah. Uh, I mean, 35 and 35 is 70. The, what is the official age of... Official middle age. What is it? Middle age is between about 45 and 65. So you got 10 more years to go. Okay. I yeah. can live with that. And that's according to the uh, the super official uh, Wikipedia. Based on the U.S. census, though. So it seems legit. Okay. All right. Based on <laughs> average lifespans, whatever. But uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. I know I didn't get to tell you that until just now. So happy birthday. <laughs> Um, yeah, so over the weekend, we, we uh, got all dressed up in our finest leopard print and yeah. uh, had a ton of friends over to our house. And last week was such a such a mad dash to the end, it almost seemed like. Because wow, we had we didn't work. just have this party. We also had to uh, help. You helped out with the Bad Boys for Life premiere. I did. Last week. I was a little tired. <coughs> yeah, and that was, so that was Thursday night. Yeah. And then the party was Saturday night. So we basically had what, like three hours of sleep after the premiere. And then we had to get, get right to party planning right after the show. Well, it was like, we, we needed to do some work in the backyard. We had, we that. basically remodeled our whole backyard over last week. Didn't we did. We? Well, we, we'd been wanting to do it. We'd been planning it out. We'd been saving for it. We were ready to go, but we were waiting for, um, our neighbor and our landlord to get the back part of the fence fixed because we're up above our neighbors in the back. Yeah. So we're, we're in one of like, those we're in one of those neighborhoods where we are, all sides of our fences share a separate neighbor. So yeah. technically, our, we share one, two, three, four, five neighbors. Like we yeah, if you see. count those corners, but yeah. really it's you know the sides and the right. back and the back neighbor. This fence that we had in our backyard was like f- falling down, almost like an avalanche. Yeah, because um, our, our house is set up above her. So, like, her, she's got so a two-story house. Her on, on a decline. Yeah, yeah, so she's got a two-story house. And we've got a one-story house, but our houses are almost at the same level kind of thing. And Is it? Uh, not not the same, but we're we're right about her second level. I was just being facetious because oh, I know it is. Whatever. But. <laughs> I'm on, like, two hours sleep. So, um Anyway, so we, we were waiting for that to get done, which we thought was going to be done the week before in order for us to do this. Um, we, we put down a, a, like a pea gravel kind of yeah. stuff in the, in the yard. And, and long, long story anyway, short. Yeah, we pushed back a week. <laughs> we had to wait until just the two, two or three days before our party to actually really get down and, and take care of this backyard. And, you know, the weather, it was was Friday that we finished the backyard. Yeah. The weather here and the, you know, the place where we live in the Sacramento area wasn't really conducive to outside outdoor entertaining, but we wanted to have just the whole place set up so that if we had to, because we have a smaller house and we had probably what, like 30 people show up to this this party. Yeah, I think so. We, we had to create areas. Yeah, for people zones. to hang out. We like, had the living room, we had the cat room, we had the office. Yeah, we had the living room, the cat room, the dining room. Uh, which nobody the living really room, hung out in the office. Which the living room and the dining room are basically the same thing, and the office ended up no, being the coat room. They they are the same thing, but we had moved the tables in such a way that, like, when I say, like, the groups, like, the living room people were having totally different conversations than the people in the dining room who that's were true. eating. That's where all the food was. And then there was the kitchen conversation. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's, yeah. like, it's a and small then there was area. Like, so it's, like, basically like off the, same the kitchen, we have, like, a little patio area that we fixed up and put some lights. And it was really pretty. It turned out really nice. Yeah, you did a great job of decorating. And I think the stars of the show, obviously, were the cats. They were so cute. We've got two kittens, and we finally decided on the names. I think the last time we talked about it, it was Thing 1 and Thing 2. <laughs> we still call them that. But... Just for fun. Um, but now we've named them Mitsu and Bishi. <laughs> Uh, Bitsu is thing one. That's the first pick of the letter that we got, uh, from the breeder. And then the second one is Bishi. Now Mitsubishi obviously is like the, is the funny, 
Yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah, car it's a car. We don't it's drive a Mitsubishi. TV. You know, we're not we're huge. Not obsessed with it. Super fans of Although, Mitsubishi. Best TV I've ever had was a Mitsubishi. Yeah. So, uh, but it's not named after the appliances or the brand. It's actually there's actually meaning behind both Mitsu and Bishi. So, yeah, what does so Mitsu the, the mean? The whole conversation popped up because um, Mitsu means shining light, and it dates back to like 1147. That's the earliest record they can find of it being written down. It's a feminine name, uh, you know, Japanese in origin. And then, um, correct me if I'm wrong, go to, go to Bishi, look up the meaning of the name Bishi, because I believe what it means is um, like the sound a whip makes or being as fast as a whip. So it's sort of a, um, it's a way of describing something being very quick and being very sharp. And Bishi, the second kitten, uh, it fits her description. Like that just fits her so well. And we'd been leaning towards a B name for her anyway, so... It just clicked, and I didn't realize what it was at first and thought it was just the coolest, cutest name that Brandon had just come up with, not realizing he was fucking with me, <laughs> which just made it better. No, that was the cool part, is that you're like, what? It sounds so cute. It's Where'd so you get cute. That? Where'd you get that? And How did you come up with that? Yeah, but what's not fair is I realized it as he was typing out Mitsubishi, and I was saying, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. No, that's tr no. you're not dumb. It was just funny because it was like such a natural, f it was a natural It was so finish to that name you know it was, it was like funny. oh what about mitsu and bishi and yeah. and then it, yeah it turns out that bishi has its own it's got its uh, own meaning that's so meaning so it works out it and it, it fits them they already are are uh coming on to their own names they, and, place, they know their names they come to yeah. them when we call them um, and, it, and it follows the tradition of um you know the the first bangles were toggle and switch and now we have mitsu and bishi and it just is it fits the theme of the breed and it's a tradition yeah, and now you know they're siblings so it works out yeah um uh, and the other true the other star of the night was actually the food which we did a taco and nacho bar mm -hmm. which super simple to execute you know like yeah. we, we we did a, a pork shoulder um, in the crock pot, cooked that for like what, 18 hours. That thing was 16. That thing like that. was huge. It was a big piece. So, you know, the days leading up to, we, we prepped the pork and, and it turned out super delicious. Kalua pork style. Yeah. Um, I did, uh, my, my famous chicken, uh, which is normally for like tacos and things. And, and so we, we set up the whole bar with the nacho cheese and the beans and the, and all the fixings. And, you know, you normally have tortilla chips, but. In our house, we had both. In our house, when we make nachos, we use Doritos, Doritos nacho cheese chips. Yeah, those make the best ghetto nachos. Um, but you know, the, the the tortilla chips are obviously uh -huh. there too. And we had a a good spread there. Everybody loved the food. And another star of the show was uh, we actually um, had plenty of Tahoe Blue vodka to uh, pour around. Lord Almighty! Oh my gosh! So so much good Tahoe Blue, and and I think that the the Tahoe Blue vodka actually made. Uh, made out to be the star drink. We, right, I, yes. I made a I made a, a a cocktail that was like the signature cocktail for the party, mm -hmm. and it actually was. Uh, I found it because randomly, you know, we were trying to find like a, one of those big batch vodka cocktails that just would would be a good uh, crowd pleaser for Something everybody. Tasty. Something tasty. But we also but, had a bunch of really good Meyer lemons from our neighbor's yard. Like she, she said, just get as many lemons as you can. Yeah. The, the fence same. came down and I did not realize how big that damn lemon tree was. <laughs> and I just plucked everything I could reach. Yeah. We had a giant bowl of these, of these lemons. Oh, and incredible. we thought we got to have, we got to make something with these lemons. Cause there's nothing better than fresh juice in, in a big batch of cocktail. Yeah. Um, so we were doing our grocery shopping and I was doing my browsing on online and trying to find some, some things. There was like the, the porn star cocktail, which, which turned out to be, it eh, wasn't really what we were looking for. There was another one, uh, the Pearl Harbor Pearl cocktail, Harbor. but it was like, it was a lot of pineapple juice, pineapple, a lot of this and, and a lot of that. And, uh, and, yeah, so, like, and we wanted to gear towards more of like the lemons or the lemonade type of thing. Um, and, and we stumbled upon, I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically blackberry lemonade vodka. vodka. And that's what I—that's what it turned you out. Juiced the blackberries. I, I got a, a big juiced batch, the lemons. big batch of blackberries, all from hand. All juiced them uh, from hand, and then the, the lemon juice I did all by hand, and batched it up all in one giant jar. And that thing was the star. It was. That was he, one of the best cocktails. People got so 
fucked up. <laughs> so many people that drove responsibly, had to Uber home. Responsibly. I got, got messages at like way after like one something. People were like, I just made it home. Thanks for a great party. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> thanks to Tahoe Blue Vodka Thank for providing you. the that uh, uh, the 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 main ingredient to the best in show mm-hmm. cocktail uh, that we had at the Pussy Potty. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was a great time, and it, it we actually got a lot of messages the next day saying how great the party was. People and... loved it because they, you know, we're of the introvert crowd. And, Very much so. You know, I always find myself uh, when I'm at a party, I always find myself with somebody's animal, almost inevitably, or I find a quiet little cubby hole. I just have to be able to kind of walk away for a little while. And for some people, it was really nice to be able to just disappear into a cat room and it was okay yeah it was quiet and the kittens were playful and cuddly and yeah when you when you're an introvert you definitely want to uh you want to be able to create those spaces Mm -hmm. for fellow introverts so that if the party was getting a little too rowdy a little too much socialization going on you need some respite need a little bit of uh, escape we clearly made those places uh, available um so just good time had by all a lot of a lot of great friends a, a lot some some partners of the show came out. We had uh, Jamie and Barb from Ink Off Me. They came out, and they're they're so much fun to hang out with. They were so cute. They wore tails, and they, <laughs> they had did. Ears. They went all out. Like were... some people wore leopard print. Like I, I had a full on leopard print. You ju- went jumpsuit. all out, and it was great. It was super comfortable, and everybody loved it. Um, one thing that surprised me about it is how good I looked in leopard print jumpsuit. Uh, so I'm gonna have to start investing and investing in some more of that. But you had a, some leopard print uh, numbers I had a going leopard on. Leopard print. I wore a full satin outfit, and it was leopard print satin pants that were like so sexy, high waisted, wide yeah. leg with a really pretty cami. And then I had a um, a leopard print fur crop jacket, fake fur, obviously. But um, and uh, Jamie, and that 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 jacket actually ended up getting passed around. Well, I have two leopard print jackets now because I bought another one. But I have like the I have the crop one that I wore. Mm-hmm. And then I found another leopard print one that like we were walking around Sam's Club. I don't remember. We were there for some stuff, ordering the cake, yeah, that kind stuff, of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I saw these jackets and they looked so soft. So I just kind of petted one. I was like, oh, <laughs> and they were on sale. And I just I went, you know, I don't need it. I already have my leopard print jacket. And a day goes by and I realized that there was a rug at Sam's that I really wanted to get because I thought ours was just beyond repair at this point it was beyond washing it's just been beat up had it for a while so i said let's go back to sam's club i mean my motive was just to get the jacket but i was willing to use the rug as the excuse we had to pick up the birthday cake anyway so i grabbed a jacket that absolutely everybody wore men yep. and women it all like, got passed around this like, jacket a, like a whore just got passed around the whole party <laughs> and i don't think i wore it once yeah no it was great and uh uh, yeah, so Jamie and Barb from Ink Off Me, uh, you could find them at inkoff.me online, and they do all this stuff for us, which is which is really great. Partnering up and giving away gift cards for the show, but they're they're great friends too. And they 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 all they went out, and uh, Jamie was actually she had whiskers painted yeah. on her face, she had and she had, face, she had cat ears, ears. the tail. Yeah, and other people came out and, and wearing leopard print, and some, uh, some wore jammies. Somewhere, um, somewhere decked out in you know the tackiest leopard print you could mm-hmm. imagine, with heels and little Charlie uh, from Black Dog Graphics and his fiance Jamie. They they both came out. That was really cool. Um, they didn't wear any leopard print, unfortunately, but that's okay. That's okay. They're still okay. well. Leopard. It was it was a last minute thing for them anyway. That's right. They were heading. Out they were though. supposed to be in Cabo on Saturday, but they ended up leaving for. Oahu to mm-hmm. go say hi to Dave Oahu out there. Dave. What's up, Oahu Dave? What's up? Hope Jamie and. Uh, and Charlie, you're having fun out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they ended up, they didn't think they were going to be able to make it to the party. And then they changed plans last minute. And so they popped by. But um, we also had uh, Andrea and Kara. Uh, Kara was featured on one of our other uh, podcasts from the Dyer Lane episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andrea is the owner of Wagon Tails Doggy Daycare, where we take our pups. And we've mm-hmm. become very good friends. Um, so she stopped by. They actually, she didn't just stop by. She hung out the whole night. It was amazing, <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. And uh, oh, and we have another another somebody from the show. Um, Brandon surprised me with inviting Adrian, aka the Drunk Marine. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. 
and yeah, he's a good dude. He actually came by. He's actually a, a pretty good artist, and uh, I, good. I posted incredible. I posted a, a picture on my Instagram page, which, by the way, I've basically converted my personal Instagram page uh, into the show, uh, like into like a show Instagram page. How many followers do you have now? Right now, I've got uh, about fifteen. Almost sixteen hundred followers. Oh, you suck. Which is pretty, you know, pretty low. I think Rob has like you know a couple thousand, but uh, you know, I'm still working on it. He goes public and he gets like fifteen hundred followers after having like thirty. Yeah, um, I've been public forever and I've got ooh five hundred. <laughs> um, but uh, Adrian, if you if you are on Instagram, you can go. You can find him under Gman underscore Hunter, and he's got a display of all of his art there. But I posted a. Uh, a piece that he had actually mailed to me months ago uh, that he did of my dog, Walter and I, Walter, the tree and Walker Coonhound. And it's super colorful and vibrant and, and out there and, you know, kind of looks like something you would see on a, on a nice drug trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got this wild imagination. If you go, go through his, his Instagram page, uh, G man Hunter, you'll see that he has a wide variety of styles and, and just a huge, imagination and all of his art is really well done and he's trying to ultimately end up make this be his um you know his bread and butter which is really great so if you wanna... he's absolutely got it though oh yeah he's he's, he's amazing and he's he's, he's also just a great dude to have around and um was... super sweet he painted me a picture of one of the kittens yeah last minute just, just... the day of the party he was like you know i'm gonna i want to paint something real quick and he was t- telling me like, hey what what colors does she like and all this stuff. And so he, he built, he painted this up thing, this whole thing up. We should, we should post that on my Instagram page. I will. Um, and I'll, I'll tag, uh, I'll tag uh, Adrian there. So yeah, I surprised, surprised Haley with a nice Marine there oh. at the party, which she hated. Absolutely. So much. <laughs> so a lot of the ladies hated that. I hope he that. never comes back over. <laughs> Yeah, so um, good times at by all, and uh, you know everybody else that we didn't mention. Thank you so much for being there. And, yeah, our, our breeder um, even came out. And spent, yeah, the breeder of the kittens. She stayed for the whole party. Yeah. She talking about to wild animals. <laughs> she, she is a party she animal. Is a party animal, love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know so. it was it was great. I, I could I don't think I've ever had such a great birthday. Um, this one will go down in history as one of the best parties I've ever thrown for sure. <laughs> Had to make it a good one. It was, you know, 35th. You got to make it, it a good fantastic. one. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So what, what should we do next here? Cause I, I've got this, I've got this obituary that I want to read, but I'm going to save that. Let's save it for the very yeah, last. I'll save that for the end. Because chew on it for a want, little bit. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to bum people out right in the middle of this thing. So I'll save it for the last, the last part. Um, but as uh, many of you know, if you are a follower of the Rad Podcast, we have a special private group up on Facebook called the Rad Podcast Group. You yeah. just uh, search it up there in the search bar, and it'll come up there. And if if you're not a member, you just click the join, and I'll pretty much accept you right away if I'm not too busy. Um, but it's but it's open for everybody. If you want to become a member, how about not reporting posts that offend you that are not. Anything. Yeah. So th- there's there's one caveat to this. If you are if you go back and listen to any previous episodes of the podcast, you would know that we cover a wide gamut of things from uh, you know the, the mumbo and the jumbo, the ghost stories, a lot of positivity. We we try to aim towards you know living more positively and living healthier and having a better outlook on life. But we also have pretty raunchy senses of humor we we're very uh raunchy when it comes to sexual talk we're pretty open about our lifestyle yeah and so when when people post things like a lot of people like to post memes on the rad broadcast group which is always appreciated because i think it's it's a good place for people to go to kind of have a light-hearted mm-hmm. uh take on on social media especially on facebook facebook can be so serious and then you you go to a place like the rad broadcast group online and it is a private group and it's a reason for that because we sometimes there's some things that are shared that are not you know family friendly mm-hmm. sometimes um, there's a little bit of nudity and but it's but it's not to the point where you see actual genitalia or anything no. like sometimes you just see a butts. butt is not offensive i agree but some people don't and so we've had some people People start reporting some of these posts, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they might be a little bit more prudish, which there's nothing wrong with that. 
But you need to. But you need to know where what the audience is like here. And if you don't like it, then just don't be a part of the group. It's not like you're going to be missing out on too much. It's like you walk into there. a swinger club and then you're offended everybody's having sex. All right, so you're going to call. You cops? don't belong in that group. Then thank you. See um, yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. Um, but there's also another good thing about the Rad Podcast group is that if you're looking for advice on just random things that we talk about or that we've talked about vaguely over the many episodes that we've done here, um, this is a good spot to go to for that advice. And, and so I got uh, this message from Monica earlier today that says, I know this has been asked before, so hoping someone knows offhand, I have a senior-aged lab mix uh, who's 13 years old, and I want to start her on CBD for her joints and general body aches. Open to suggestions or if anyone remembers to the the one that the Brandons use. Now, we, we've mentioned CBD oil for anxiety, but we haven't uh, used the CBD for um, joints or general body aches, which is good. I mean, CBD can be used for that, but we actually have a better suggestion. Um, back when I had my dog, Lucy, she was a dachshund and about when she got to be about 11 years old, you know, she's getting up to that geriatric stages, her back started to go out and, you know, with those types of breeds, their spines will degenerate a lot, a lot faster because there's just called IVDD. And what does that stand for? Uh, <laughs> invertebrate disc disorder. Uh, invertebrate. No, not invertebrate disc disorder. What is that? IVDD. Yeah, invertebral disc disease. Yeah, it was close. And so we actually found this great supplement that you give to your dog, just depending on the weight and stuff, you determines how much you give him. But twice a day, we were giving Lucy this. And what was it called? Cetyl M. Cetyl M. That's C E T Y L. Dash, dash M hyphen M hyphen M. Um, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at uh, your local pet stores um, that carry supplements for dogs and joint. Uh, and this is specific wanna, for this types of joint pain. And you want to do a loading dose. So you want to take the normal dose they would have like on a daily basis. I think it's like double or triple the amount for the initial, for the initial, for like, like that first for day, like first week. Oh, for the first week. Like okay. give them a lot. Cause it's like, it's, it's called a loading. I think it was like the first like three days or something like that. Can you, did. can you overdose on this stuff? Um, not that I'm totally aware of. I think that it's kind of one of those things that if you give them too much, it'll probably give them diarrhea. So talk to your vet before you start giving Do talk to the vet, but read the bottle, read the review. They have all of this stuff. What everybody has done. They have all these directions on the loading dose um, on the bottle. The Cetyl M that we got, there was, we watched a video of a dog go from being able, una, almost completely unable to walk to running again in just a matter of a couple of weeks. So when your dog hits a certain age and you start to see him kind of slow down a little bit, like we're going to probably have to start Walter on it here in the next, probably in the next year or two. Um, but it, it can take a dog who would otherwise just kind of shut Totally down. immobile. And bring them back. Yeah. Lucy, my dachshund, we actually did uh, acupuncture for her mm -hmm. spine, which actually worked out really well. Um, and conjunction then with in that. conjunction with the seed of and it, it, it extended her life for probably another year. Yeah. <clears throat> and ultimately, you know, that old age will just all succumb. She'll succumb there to those no old stopping age. stopping the bones yeah. from and, disintegrating. And, and it gets to that point where you have to make that decision. Yeah. When, and that's the tough part. That's, you, can, you, can, you can inject them with all the, the meds and the, the supplements and have them take all that stuff. But it's not going to be a guarantee to fix everything. Um, but, but it, it, it will help. And it will definitely bring some relief. So... I would suggest that obviously working in conjunction with your vet and uh, making sure that you follow those directions. But CBD is not a bad idea. It's not, but it, I just it don't think that it be... would focus on the same right. general aches and joint pain that they're I think referring to. If you to. were going to do it that way, you'd have to probably do it direct on the spot. Mm -hmm. um, it would, and it would take it. It takes a lot more. Than it like a lot more dosing than an, a human would need. Uh, animals metabolize things very differently, very quickly. Um, so they, you know, it. A good dose of CBD that we use on Walter is in the thousands of milligrams range, which sounds crazy, but it 
it's what works. Yeah. And, and, it, and science will tell you, you need at least several thousand milligrams of, of CBD for it to really genuinely work. And it sounds like a lot, but it's because it doesn't have any, because it doesn't have any of the psychotropic effects that you would get from like a THC product. The CBD is just straight cannabinoid oil. So it doesn't necessarily, you know, trip your dog out. Not it just calms them down. Yeah. But it also brings those, those relief of, you know, my mom General. uses it for her dog, Gracie, who's had several leg surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's seen a difference in Gracie moving around more and being in lot, like a lot less pain and being able to move around more means she's lost more weight, which means she's being more active. And so we are seeing those benefits. It's taken a while. Mm-hmm. It's taken a few months. You got to give CBD a lot longer than you do Cetalem. That's true. Cetalem will actually start working in the, ne- in the, like the first two week. weeks. Yeah. Within a week or two, you'll start seeing differences. Yeah. CBD, it could take up to a month. Well, I hope that helps, Monica. Uh, the next message uh, from the Rad Podcast group comes from Nathan Jones. And you know, you know how when you post comments or post the little posts on, online, you can attach a feeling? Like, yeah. I'm feeling happy or I'm, yeah. feeling, uh, uh, I'm feeling tired. Well, Nathan Jones is feeling frustrated. Oh, God. Let's find out why. Tragedy. I hate the new keep watching button that pops up on Facebook videos. You know what? I haven't decided if I want to commit to the video yet. Facebook, stop making me commit before I'm ready. Sometimes I just want to taste. Sometimes I just want to look. But I don't want the whole world to know I was watching. <laughs> I, just, I, wanted to, I just wanted to read that because that's some of the people's this is problems. This random fucking complaint I've some ever of the, heard. Some of the most random problems that people have online. Although I was complaining about the Amazon cart drop thing. You remember how I said, oh, Amazon changed their format. And when you drop it into the cart, it doesn't take you away from the page you were just on. Oh, it just it keeps you on that page that you're like shopping a, on. A it was like a sidebar. Out. Yeah, sidebar yeah. slides out, says it shows you your cart kind of thing. And it doesn't do that on the desktop anymore, right? It didn't. And then it did it again. And I was complaining that it stopped doing it. I was like, what the fuck? Did people complain? Like, what's wrong with this? It was mm-hmm. such a good system. Mm-hmm. And then it came back. <laughs> <laughs> they heard you. They heard me. The Google sphere got I've, you. You know what I've been doing lately? Hmm. Speaking of internet stuff, I've been searching for things um, in ig- incognito mode. Uh, that's I mean, that's a good idea to do, especially when you're looking up sensitive content. And yeah, but like one thing that tipped me off was... Um, that's that's on Chrome. I think you could do that with, with most browsers. You can do it with everything. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on any browser. The reason I was, I was doing it in the first place was um, we don't have a vacation planned this year yet. And oh, the horror. It's really odd for us. We usually have something planned and we've kind of been going back and forth on like, let's save up, let's rebuild, let's, let's do one big trip this year and like a couple small ones, you know, instead of three big ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading an article on like how to get good deals and that kind of shit. Uh, and they said to browse your, his, browse for plane tickets and vacation packages in incognito. Because when you go back, it jacks the prices up. And I remember this time last year, I was looking for Hawaii for our big trip in summer. And it it knocked me out of one of the deals I wanted because I had looked at it, brought it up to Brandon, didn't book it, went back, and it was like three or $4,000 more mm. because they do that shit to you. Yeah. Crazy. So search for stuff in incognito mode. Especially when you're booking uh, booking trips. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Save yourself the money. Uh, so another thing that we like to showcase on the Rad Podcast group is everybody has an opinion on, you know, what's good and what's, what's not. And we, we try to stray away from political conversations. Like sometimes when people will try to post things about, you know, politics, candidates, uh, just overall general things that have to do with with politics i just don't want that there I, th- this isn't the place we don't really get into politics here it's just not really my my bag it's no there's no i have no vested interest in in getting into a debate about politics um but one thing that happened over the last week was eminem uh released an album quietly yeah. just just all, randomly thursday night friday morning eminem and tech 9 on the same day just and, dropped album. And we were talking about this that when when artists release albums like this, we think this is this is actually a brilliant idea. Yeah. Because it creates more of a hype. 
be, since everybody gets access to these this music digitally There's almost instantaneously. There's no point wasting money on advertising for it. There's no build up to it. Right. It's There's just no going to pop up. It's just going to pop up on your Amazon, your Spotify. Digital. It's all going to be right there. So why not just say, oh, boom. By the way, my new album's out. Mm. And by the way, the new Eminem album is actually really good, in my opinion. Both of them are. Uh, but it's very polarizing. And I think. Uh, when have they not been, though? Eminem's albums? Yeah. They can be He's pretty polarized. Definitely no stranger to controversy. That's true. Um, especially when it comes to this new video, uh, which actually has gotten some uh, some people triggered and people calling it horrific. What? Eminem triggered people? Yes. Um, and that's because he puts himself in the mindset of a mass shooter uh, from the incident that happened in Las Vegas. Uh, what was it last year? Two years ago? Uh, yeah. 17? Yeah, this was... Um, 2018? Gosh, I am so horrible with dates, and I should have had this prepared here. It was October. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so he has this new song called Darkness, and this is his first single off of the album, uh, Music to Get Murdered By, which right there, you know, it's going to cause some controversy. Um, but the, the it, says, it says here, In a shadowy hotel room littered with alcohol, prescription drugs, and, and AR-15 rifles... A lone man pulled back the curtains to exactly 10.05 p.m. local time to aim and fire out the window at a crowd of music festival goers. The harrowing scene comes from rapper Eminem's newest music video from the track Darkness, the first single in his anticipated album, Music to be Murdered By. The chilling video released today was a, was a call to expand gun control. This is about, about last week when uh, he released the album. And it recreated the 2017 Las Vegas shooting in which Stephen Paddock fired at a crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival from his 32nd floor hotel room. Longtime fans have praised the rap legend for making such a bold political statement in his unexpected return to music. But for Melissa Williams, a 40-year-old survivor of the Las Vegas shooting, the video was horrific and triggering. No pun intended. The Las Vegas shooting left 59 dead and over 500 injured, the worst mass shooting in modern American history. And while the incident occurred two years ago, many of the survivors continue to grapple with the physical and mental toll of the incident. Williams, who started a nonprofit to support fellow Las Vegas survivors called 58 Strong, said many of the survivors were outraged and triggered by the video's graphic details of the incident, including real live footage from the festival grounds. For survivors, it brings back the entire night and what we went through, Williams told Insider. There's a portion where the show they show the clock at 10.05, which is when the shooting started. That time is also a trigger for us. The fact that he included that, I have no words. Darkness viewers will see a drama dramatized version of the shooting unfold from the perspective of the shooter, featuring scenes of an actor shooting a rifle from his hotel room window. In the video, screams rang out over live footage of panicked festival goers taking cover from the bullets. It ends with the shooter dying by suicide. Beyond potentially re-traumatizing many of the Las Vegas survivors with the harrowing scenes, Williams is more concerned the video will prompt even more violence. I am scared and afraid that this will happen again from this video, Williams told Insider. It's giving the shooter notoriety, and it's giving copycats inspiration to go out and try to do this. Williams is not the only one who thinks the music video could have larger repercussions. Carla Vermelin, the deputy director of the Institute of Disaster Mental Health at SUNY New Pulse, told Insider, she thought there was a very real risk the video could incite even more violence. She says, I think there's a very real risk that something like this could inspire one person to think I'm going to be the next one. It just glorifies and romanticizes the shooting and makes the attacker seem powerful, especially if you're a disenfranchised young white male who emulates Eminem. Gosh, it just sounds like everything we've heard over the last few years, even back when Eminem was more relevant back in the day, but they, they had the same kind of fervor yeah. over, over the joker he's Re done the same remember when joker came out and people yeah. from the shooting yes. uh, in colorado yes that the victims of the dark knight rises theater. right yeah. they thinking, wanted it pulled thinking that the joker was going to incite more violence and, and none none, none, of, none that of that happened. happened none of that happened uh the story continues here uh 
Vermilion asks also added the video was anti-ethical to recent efforts by media outlets to cover mass casualties incidents responsibly by focusing on victims instead of the perpetrator. Now that's another thing where I don't know if that's really going to help if news stories just ignore the shooter by not naming them whatsoever. Is that really going to well, stop people from committing these acts? Is it going to stop future people from doing it? You know, I don't know. I don't know enough about, I do know. It won't, I, it won't glorify them as, as like celebrity status. Like they won't get the that. Thing I don't think we, they won't get that satisfaction of getting that recognition. Like I know, understand that part of it. You know how we've had um, years and years now to study uh, serial killers and we can profile them. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think what's happening right now is we have a new type of serial killer in a sense where we're trying to profile shooters, active shooters like this. Yeah. Do they like serial killers love the glory of it? Right. Or are they just, or are, are they just uh, kamikazes yeah. going into fight, shoot out their cause? Most of them kill themselves afterwards. So yeah. they don't get to stick around to hear the glory. So or I don't think it matters either way. Or they're way. insane. Yeah. yeah. I um, think that for the families of the people who really aren't connected to that, like they did not help him or right. they weren't part of it, but because of Like those related him, to the shooters. Yeah, exactly. Like the shit, a cousin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if, if it protects the family's identities, and and their safety, I don't see a reason in, in needing to name the shooters either. True. Um, but I think a lot of the, the outrage <clears throat> is actually coming from the end of the video because while Eminem emulates and, and kind of replays this scenario from the, the shooter's perspective, he ends the video with an anti-gun or, or he, he's promoting people to go out and vote for stricter gun laws. And that's a big thing coming from Eminem, which is which is to me surprising for him because he he's never really taken a political stance like that. He's always fired at. Oh, he uh, hated, he's fired at the government officials for trying to stifle him and his free Bush. speech. He hated uh, the Tipper Gore. He hated all these people that, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s uh, rallied against him, tried to tried to censor him. Um, but he never really took a stance as far as like, you know, who you should be, uh, voting for what you should be voting for. Uh, so the story here continues and it says it ends with what, with what 20 seconds of printed encouragement to vote, but that's preceded by five and a half minutes of very graphic visual images with the music, which makes them far more powerful than whatever that written message at the end might be, which I don't, I don't agree with. I think what they did at the end of the music video, and if you look up the darkness video, uh, by Eminem and you go to the end, you'll see that Eminem is standing there in front of like a, what, what appears to be like a, a electronic shop where they have all those TVs in the window and each TV is showing clips from other various mass shootings that have happened in, in America over the last couple of years. And he's almost like, you know, when is this going to end? What, what do we have to do? You know, we have to make yeah. this stop. Um, and, I think people that are victims in these types of situations will see this as almost like a glorification of, of the actual event and the shooter where I could see where Eminem is coming from by trying to use this as a platform to maybe say, Hey, we don't need this many guns. Maybe we need stricter gun laws. Um, so I, I could see both sides. It's almost like he's, he's showing pity for, now, I haven't seen the video, but it almost sounds like he's showing a bit of pity for those people that are so broken they do something like this. I don't know if pity's the right word. I, well, in a, I, guess, I think it's more of like a... Like empathy? I think that, no, I think the reason why he's putting himself in that position from the shooter's perspective in the video is a lot of that is the shock value. But I also think it's also... You don't to, think it's empathetic at all? A little bit, because he does show that the person was broken, yeah. And that anybody that's in the position is is likely broken. And he that, considers himself a broken person. That somebody who abuses alcohol and drugs and, yeah. and thinks that... He comes that, from a very broken home. Thinks that, that destroying society is the answer, where it, when it, in reality it is not. Yeah. Um, 
this is just one of those things that Eminem does. Like this is kind of status quo like for I him. Something you know, I, like this from he he does he pokes the bear and he says, "Talk about this." Yeah, I agree. Feel this. Yes. See this. Feel and hear. Understand see it. this. Yeah, I agree with that. But and and I think that Josh, who posted the link to the video on our Rad Podcast group, shares the sentiment. He says Eminem is awesome. This is a powerful song and video. Okay, cool. But obviously that prompted people to chime in and and put in their two cents. So I just wanted to just display what, what was said after this video was posted, obviously with all that backdrop now, Um, by the way, the the rest of the album isn't necessarily about shootings or mass shootings or glorifying killing or anything like that. Um, But it is a great album in my, in my opinion. It's a lot of normal. It's um, it's basically, it reminds me of old school Eminem. Like if you go back to the Eminem show, like it reminds me of that white and America, all the, all those great songs, uh, from that, that album, song. that is a great album. And I, I respect him as an artist because he's really talented and the music that he creates is really good. Um, I don't necessarily dive into it this deep whenever I listen to the albums, but I just wanted to display yeah. since this is such a, you know, it's such a big story and everything. Um, Danny says, no, it's not, it's him trying to be relevant and it's also him trying to brainwash you. At the end of the song, he asks you to register Democrat and to vote for harsher gun laws. Pause right there. He does not tell you to register Democrat. He just asks you to register to vote and look into stricter gun laws. That's all he says, which maybe that could, maybe there's a point to say that that's like mostly the Democrats point of view that we should have stricter gun laws, but he doesn't specifically say go vote Democrat. I'm not Democratic or Republican and... I'm okay with having some stricter gun laws. Like that has nothing to do with your specific party. Yeah. Um, he said, he continues to say how anti-American and low of him election year will do that to the week though, with week spelled incorrectly. Uh, Kevin, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. W E E K. Uh, Kevin says, Danny guest, uh, who's the previous commenter. I thought the same thing when trying my, uh, when the same thing when my buddy showed it to me yesterday, I liked where it was going at first, but when it switched over to anti-gun and vote Democrat, I was like, ah, there's the angle. Where's this vote Democrat? See, I, we, I'm going to pull up the video again and see if there is that uh, part in the video. Uh, it's called darkness. No, I got it right here. Yeah. Well, I can't really see the screen. So, well, I'm, I'm, pull it up I'm, learn, I'm leaning, I'm learning over. I'm leaning over. Okay. So he said, so it, at the end of the video, it says, when will this end? When, when people care, register to vote, register to at, vote at vote.gov, make your choice, make your voice heard and help change gun laws in America. For information on how you can help, please visit Eminem.com slash darkness. Nowhere, no, in there nowhere says does it say Democrat, Democrat in no. any word. No, Democrat does not show up. You guys stop, stop saying that. That, that yeah. is the spread of fake fucking news <laughs> it started with you yeah um and then uh you know they, they they start to bash each other on here um uh i i didn't really <laughs> i'm not gonna say what people will get really nasty to each other and this is why i don't like politics on the broadcast group just because it's like it just gets you nowhere well and people um, travis are so says stupid sometimes yeah i know travis i'm not says, gonna say no offense because y'all need to learn it the hard way sometimes travis says won't watch it promotes anti-gun propaganda by exploiting those killed don't know how that's quote unquote awesome josh uh, the original poster says he's pointing out that gun control laws don't work people will always do crazy things no matter what the laws are True, but he's also promoting, you know, stricter gun laws. So you have to have that conversation. Um, Jake says it's a powerful song. Loved it. For anyone thinking it's brainwashing, how simple are you to get brainwashed by a song? Do you not have a mind to think with and you make your own decisions? Thank you, Jake. That's a very poignant uh, uh, comment. Oh, let's see. Uh, Jennifer says not a fan at all. Uh, Jen says the guy who doesn't want any Trump supporters as fans done. I don't vote on a party line, but nobody bullies me one way or the other fascists. Uh, Anthony says been a fan of his since 99 and he's still at the top of his game. Those of you worried about his brainwashing seem to forget he's been bashing politicians from the start. He's mocked the likes of Clinton, Bob Dole, GW and Trump. Look past your politics and respect the talent. I share that sentiment as well. Charles says, washed up old man. 90% of his music is bitching or complaining about something or other. He's always done that. And even when he was a young kid, when he was slim shady, he was doing that. Uh, SE says, this album sucks, period. Every track, garbage. 
I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's actually pretty good. Uh, he, as he continues to say, in my opinion, like other stuff of his, but his album is not good music. It's cheap and shallow. Brain rot shit. Adam says, it's a powerful song. I kind of wish he avoided the polit- political stuff at the end. The song doesn't explain that evil will exist in the world. Guns or not, Radshow has explained this many times. His song lost validity with me last 50, 15 seconds, sadly. See, when 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 artists are going to take a stance and promote where they want you to vote and where, where they want you to uh, lean politically or, or lean in your rights as, as a gun owner, mm-hmm. it's clearly going to p- draw a line in the sand. Um, and then Kevin says, the only ones who don't appreciate this art are like millennials who like that uh, that type of mumble shit. 80s babies grew up on the real rap. Drug dealer music. Not this drug user music these babies are on. EM is the goat. Or M is the goat. Yeah, see, it, this this is why I don't like the politics on the rap broadcast group, because it gets a little, uh, a little tiring. A little thick. A little crazy. A little weird. <laughs> But it, it, I just wanted to... It'll put your own fucking words in there to make it what you want it, to be mad over what you want it to be mad over. But I, I understand where the survivors are coming from, especially when it comes to dramatizing the the event. But this doesn't change anything. This that, isn't new. Like, we've is, been making movies and, and TV shows based on these awful events. This is new territory. I mean, watch any any one of the newer Mark Wahlberg movies. Like, he he's, he's playing... These American hero types, but these are all awful events. Um, it's just because Eminem is taking the stance of, you know, or t- putting you in the point of view of the shooter, that it's really divisive and it's 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 making a lot of these survivors unhappy. And I I can totally see why, but I don't think that that's any reason why we should censor the dude. That's all. Uh, so, uh, just to kind of end this stuff on a lighter note, I didn't want to bring this, <laughs> I didn't want to He's bring He's going to read an obituary to end it on a lighter note. <laughs> I will, but, you'll, <laughs> but you'll understand why would I get to it? Come on. Uh, but this email came in from Kaylee and she's uh, talking about the Disney plus, uh, show Mandalorian. She says, Brandon, I haven't heard you talk about the final episodes of the Mandalorian. And I was curious how you liked the first season. Did you also see who the next Disney Plus Star Wars show is going to focus on? Obi-Wan Kenobi! Sweet! Are you excited about the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Because it's got uh, Ewan McGregor. Your your boyfriend, Ewan McGregor. I'm mad at him. Why? Because he traded his wife in for a younger version. Oh, that's just... He cheated on her. That's just Hollywood. That is so... That's just Hollywood. That's what they do in Hollywood. You know when you're like... He was definitely a hall pass for me. Mm-hmm. And then. That happened. I find out he's married for 20 something years. I'm like, oh, he's a good one. <laughs> and then he fucking cheats on her with a woman that looks the exact mm. same, only 20 years younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he come wanted the newer on. Model. He the newer model. Um, oh, I, I am excited about the newer. McGregor. Kenobi. I don't I don't really assign, you know, personal. No, I do. I, to, I to admittedly, and, I do love you, McGregor. I yeah. still Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, the the last couple of episodes of The Mandalorian, I know I reviewed The Mandalorian on, on RadRadio.com when it yeah. first came out, um, but the last couple of episodes were fantastic. It was, it was, there was some, no there was some heartbreaking parts where some characters got, uh, got killed, uh, but there was, uh, th- there was, <laughs> the, the ending was perfect, leaving yeah. it open for season two. Um, and I loved it. I, I think that it did. They did a great job with the show. They proved that you can take a uh, a show or a theme like Star Wars and expand on the universe without having to rely on the Skywalker theme, oh, the-, the Solos, the Darth Vaders. You don't need you. We we didn't need to stick with them, and it it expands that universe to a whole different level. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was good. I think it's cool. I like it. Um, I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. Admittedly, I want a baby Yoda doll. <laughs> everybody wants the child. Buy yes. me the child. I know. Everybody wants it. Did Give you me a see, child. Did you see there actually uh, an artist made a rendition of a baby Jabba the Hutt? No. <laughs> it's e- Show me. It's equally as cute. Oh, yeah, let me Can we get a baby up. everything? Can I know. Can we get a baby right? Baca and a... Baby Jabba the Hutt. Baby what? Chewbacca. Oh, Chief. Baca. Baby Baca. <laughs> I like that. Here we go. Uh, baby Jabba the Hutt. Ah, 
Isn't that, cute. Isn't that cute? It is cute. That almost looks like Baby Yoda. It looks like a little glowworm. Remember glowworms? Baby... I had a glowworm. I had... <laughs> I had a glowworm. Didn't you love your glowworm? I had a glowworm, and I played with my glowworm when I uh, sat down and played with my light bright. <laughs> I loved light bright. Yes. I still love light bright. Light brights were great. They, they're making newer ones now. You can I that? get one? Yeah, of course you, you can. Light bright. What's old is new again, you know? Oh, I love it. All right, so I did promise to... Maybe that's uh, why I always play with lights. Yeah, maybe. It's always I'm, no, I'm, with I'm legitimately obsessed with like lights and light strings, and I'm always creating something with a light. I know that. I know this. My jellyfish. Yep. Her jellyfish. She, so she fashioned a jellyfish out of an old uh, ceramic... Um, Not ceramic. Um, like a... Uh, decoupage. Uh, I think it was mostly fiberglass, but yeah, sort of like a... Basically, it was a clown with a parachute. And the clown was super creepy, but we yeah. removed the cre the creepy clown off of it, and you painted so the, the parachute, the parachute part. part of it and made it look like a, a jellyfish, and then you hung fabric and, and fabric from and like, it. Like uh, those plastic like ornament balls, so it looks like bubbles. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah, we and just then, haven't hung it up yet. And then I found another one on eBay that was smaller. Oh, that's right. And I did the small jellyfish. Yeah, so you got a little brother for a little sister of it. I mean, I just bought 200 feet of those starry lights. Oh, I'm very well aware, and you're gonna have me hang those up. How many lights? <laughs> if I can turn it into a light, I want it. Uh, okay, so as, as promised, I have some very, very sad news. Sad news from Minnesota. The Pillsbury Doughboy died yesterday of a yeast infection and trauma complications from repeated pokes to the belly. Doughboy was buried in a lightly greased coffin with the gravesite piled high with many flowers. Numerous celebrities turned out to pay their respects, including Mrs. Buttersworth, Hungry Jack, Betty Crocker, the California Raisins, the Hostess Twinkies, and Captain Crunch. Aunt Jemima delivered the eulogy and lovingly described Doughboy as a man who never knew how much he was needed. Born in 1965 and bred in Minnesota, Poppin' Fresh rose quickly in show business, but his later life was filled with turnovers. He was never considered a very smart cookie, wasting much of his dough on half-baked schemes. A little flaky, he was known as Krusty Man, but still considered a positive role model to millions. Doughboy is survived by his wife, Play Doe, three children, John Doe, Jane Doe, and Dozy Doe. Plus, they had a bun in the oven. He is also survived by his elderly uncle, Pop Tart. The funeral was held at 3.50 for about 15 minutes. Namaste, bitches. The Rad Pod. 